This is Cami, And this is Madeline. And you're listening to the Communities That Convert podcast. Episode number 54. I help brands and entrepreneurs to build meaningful online communities and brand awareness to drive measurable results. Who do you help, Madeline? Well, that's awesome, Cami, And I help marketers achieve rock star results with their social media, especially Twitter, of course. And mm-hmm. I inspire them to take action. That's awesome. Now we want to hear who you help. Yeah, stand by to find out how. Welcome to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza. In this podcast, you will learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. You will hear tips, ideas, and advice you can use right now on how to grow your own community and provide value that inspires them to take action. Are you ready to get started? This episode is brought to you by the Communities That Convert Facebook group. Come join us in our private group because it's the place where we continue the conversation from here. All you have to do is go to Facebook and look up Communities That Convert and look for the groups or you can go directly there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Communities That Convert. And be sure to use our secret word, action. Yeah, action. So one of the first things that you have to do when you're looking for people that you want to help and to really build your online audience is to really define your audience. And I know a lot of people say, I want to help as many people as possible. I mean, that's pretty common, right? Yeah, but you can't help everyone. I mean, you got to really look at the big picture here. You know, who are you trying to help? And I, what worked for me, Kimmy, was niching down on Twitter. You know, like, I wanted to help everyone, but I knew that would not be possible. Social media is just too darn big. So niching down can really help. Yeah. And you really have to like the people that you're working with in order for them to get the results that they want, because people really get if you like them or don't like them. I think that's really becomes obvious after some time. And sometimes you're going to have to test that out. I mean, I had a situation where I thought I really wanted to help executives to get their LinkedIn profiles together. And then I worked with an executive for a while and I realized... I really don't want to work with executives to help them get their LinkedIn profiles put together. I'd much rather work with self-motivated people that don't want me to do all the work for them. So I think that you need to know what works for you. And not that there's anything wrong with doing everything for someone. That may be a great niche for some of you out there listening. Maybe that's exactly what you do. So you have to know what you like and who you like to work with first. Well, and you know, it's interesting, Cammie, when I made my pivot from the music business to getting known in social media, I thought my audience was going to be entrepreneurs, small business owners. Like I really thought of people like me, like, you know, people, solopreneurs and small business owners working really hard in their business. And over time, it turned out it was marketers who are in social media, mostly. I mean, yes, sure. There's entrepreneurs or there's solopreneurs there are people in all different fields. But if we were to look at the bulk of it, it is primarily marketers who are trying to achieve the level I'm at. They're trying to get to where I'm at. They're working really hard and they just want to learn more. So they want to learn from people like us because we've been both doing you know, social media and digital marketing for a very long time. So we have people that look up to us. And uh, it's really interesting because sometimes you think you know your audience 
but you don't until you really, really pay attention. That's right. And not only that, but so that's, I want to encourage people that at the very beginning, you may think that you have a specific audience and it will shift over time and that's okay. It's okay to start with something, but you have to put your stake in the ground, as we often say, and say, okay, this is where I'm standing for right now. And you have to be willing to really get specific. And then from there, you can add other audiences to that over time or change your audience. But first, you need to make a commitment to one audience. I love how you've done that with women, for example. You've really focused in on women. And I think it's not that men don't follow you because they do, right? Absolutely. follow all the things that you do, but that doesn't mean that you can't put a stake in the ground for women. And that helps you to define your offerings. Yeah, definitely. I think it's important to, you know, have a clear idea of who you want to serve, what you want to do to help them. And like you said, it's okay to change it up. It's okay to make pivots. When I realized that I was mostly serving marketers, had I not wanted that to be the case, then I could have made some shifts. I could have really hyper-focused on, well, where are like the mompreneurs or the smaller business owners, not the marketers? So, you know, it's just really being hyper-aware of what you're doing and who you're serving. Yeah, absolutely. And so now it's your turn. You need to stop this podcast right now and take out a piece of paper and just write down who you think your current audience is. Just write down who you think that is. And later on in the in the podcast, we're going to give you an action item so that you too can have an I help statement that you're going to put together, which will basically say, I help this audience to get this result. So what I want you to do right now is just to write down who you think that audience is that you're going to be helping. What is the community that you're going to be building? Right. I think this is so smart for everybody to take the time to do. Think about what are the biggest pain points of the people that you help. It's always good to know those pain points. You know, since I love teaching Twitter, I am always trying to find out from people what are their pain points when it comes to Twitter? What is it they want to learn more about that will get them over that pain they're having? So being really aware of that will do you wonders. Yeah. And also as entrepreneurs, we found out that the whole goal of being successful as an entrepreneur is to be a problem hunter, I guess is the best thing to look around and find out what it is that's keeping people up at night. The thing that people are complaining about the most, they're asking about the most, they wonder about the most. So I love that. So how we find out, there's a couple of different ways that we're going to give you to find out what those are. Because you may be saying, I have no idea what the pain points of my community are yet. Some of you may know exactly what they are. But if you don't, here's some really great ways to find out. Number one is really, for me, eavesdropping is what I call it, where you go to groups that already exist in your niche, people that are already successful in your niche, and you listen to what people are saying inside of that niche. One really great way is using Quora. So if you've never been to Quora, it's Q-U-O-R-A. You can go there and people will ask questions there and other people will answer those questions. So it's a great place to put in a few keywords for your industry, whatever you're in, and see what kinds of questions people are asking on Quora. Often, you know, you will find a pain point there that you didn't even maybe knew existed. So definitely go to Quora and do that. Facebook groups are another great way. If you're in Facebook groups inside of your niche, one great way to do that is to listen in uh, what people are saying in the Facebook posts and how people are responding. I love doing that. It's a great way to find out what people need. And if you hear over and over and over people asking the same questions, 
that could be a pain point (laughs) for your audience, right? So you want to really listen to what's going on out there. You do not even have to have your own community to figure this out, right? Right, exactly. And, you know, it's as easy as just asking, you know, what are your pain points? You can do polls, you can do surveys. Back in episode 44, we talked about how to ask for feedback from customers with polls and surveys. And I'm a huge fan of doing polls on both Facebook and Twitter is so easy to use. I think it's such an underutilized feature. Don't you think, Cammie? I don't see enough people using it. They are underutilized. And what's interesting is whenever you put one up, you get huge amounts of engagement. Huge. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So like I have my private Facebook group and it's just a small, intimate community. And I'm always asking them questions, things that I want to know of their pain points, things that will help me provide better online courses. And I just love the interaction that comes out of it. Plus, they interact with each other as well, which is super cool. And then, of course, Twitter polls, such a big fan of those. It's so much fun to ask, you know, have some fun and ask quirky questions, but then also look for pain points through your questions on Twitter polls. So I definitely recommend everybody that's listening to try these out if you've not done so yet. Go to you know, uh, your Facebook page, your Facebook profile in a group, wherever you feel like it's a good place to do it and do a Facebook poll and then go to Twitter. And for your tweet, you'll see there's a little icon that looks like a little, little chart and you tap on that and you can create a Twitter poll. So try it out, check it out, tag us. So Kimi and I can see what you're up to. Yeah, we would love to see that. And also, you can ask people directly too. So another thing, if you don't really have like a huge following, you think, oh, this is not going to work for me. You put out a poll and there's crickets or something. Another really great way is to write down a list of people that you might think are in your target audience and then just send them a direct message on or an email even um, and ask them, you know, what is it you think about this or that? Or, you know, just ask them a couple of questions. Don't pitch them. Just ask them a couple of questions and see if they'd be willing to do that. I think that that too is a really great way to do it. What do you think? Oh, yeah. So let me tell you this strategy. When I first started my mastermind group for women helping with video, my video like a rock star program, how it all started, Cami, with getting my paid students was through direct messages on Facebook. So here's what I did. I first was doing like just regular Facebook posts like, hey, I'm going to be, you know, putting together this video program for women, helping them overcome their fear, build up confidence doing video. What do you think? And so I was just trying to get general information, you know, questioning just to see what kind of interest. Then from that, I put together a message that I would send directly as a direct message to people. And I was basically asking them like, okay, what would you know if you could learn more about doing video and just pressing that button and getting confidence you know what are you looking for in this and i actually came up with a few things like hey would it be helpful to you if you were in a program with other women where you would feel comfortable doing video and like just asking some really you know easy questions just to gauge their their interest and i did it as a direct message and i want to say when you're doing polls and surveys like you said, that's where you're going to get lots of response and as fast as easy. Mm-hmm. When you're doing direct messages, that's more work. So you got to know going into this that it's going to be a little bit more time consuming is one to one. 
So it takes time. But when I did this, Cami, I got such amazing feedback. And by having one-on-one conversations, people were much more interested in my program because I gave them my attention in that private message. And so they would ask questions and I would answer them. And they're like, this sounds really interesting. I'd like to do this. Yeah, I really agree with that. And there was a actually podcast episode from Amy Porterfield a little while back with Tyler McCall, where they talked about doing this very same strategy on Instagram. I think it works across a bunch of different platforms, but you may want to go listen to that. We'll put that in the show notes because I really do think that that was also a really interesting way that they were using them where they were using instant messages or direct messages to talk to potential people. Like whenever they were putting out new programs, like they'd say, Hey, you know, we were talking about this a few weeks ago, or, you know, they would answer whatever questions through those direct message channels. And I think that that's another interesting way to think about it. I think it's so cool. I've I've listened to that episode and I follow Tyler McCall and I think it's great using direct messaging to connect with people over on Instagram. One thing that's interesting that Jenna Kutcher does from the Gold Digger podcast, I'm a huge fangirl of her podcast and of her, from time to time, she will do these Instagram stories where she's encouraging her community to rate and review it in iTunes. And she'll say at the beginning, if you do this, I'm going to take the first like 25 people that do this and I'm going to send you a direct message and chat with you. And one time I did this and not thinking, oh, I'm going to be in the top however many she's looking for. But I I wanted to do a review anyway. And I followed her directions. I did a screenshot of it and I did it as a Instagram story and I tagged her and she direct messaged me. And I was like, whoa, that I mean, it was a neat idea. This is usually for someone who's a little bit more established, who's built up a name that people get excited about. But on the flip side, I think you'd be surprised that it's something I think all of us could do, no matter what level of success we're at. But of course, the Jenna Kutchers and the Tyra McCalls and the Amy Porterfields, could you imagine like following a few simple instructions from them and then you get a, a private direct message from them? Ooh, I'd be fangirling all day long. Yeah, it's really cool. I, I love that idea. And we can learn from that a lot. So um, another one that's really interesting is phone calls. And I know that doesn't seem like it scales very much, but phone calls are a great way to connect with people and kind of find out information that you wouldn't find out any other way. And I know that's a time uh, intensive thing, but I know even very, very popular people like Todd Herman does that. He actually randomly calls people that are in his current batch of students and he'll just call you out of the blue and say, hey, how can I help you? What's going on? And I love that because, you know, he's busy, but he sets aside, you know, a certain amount every week. And he also does postcards as well. He'll send out like written mail every week to people, both his students and people that he's interested in getting to know as well. Um, how cool is that? That's a good way to also Super meet people smart. that are above your rank, if you will, is by sending them a really personal card telling them how amazing. Or for example, one of our listeners did something for us this week. Why don't you talk about that? Our, yeah, the re- ta- the yeah. review video, the review video. And also yeah. ta- there's several, but yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, a couple of things. So first off, Todd Giantasio, who we just recently interviewed for this podcast, he sent out an email to his community. I'm on the email list, so I got it, 
talking, saying great things about Kami and I, about how awesome it was to come back and be a guest again. And he mentioned a few things that we talked about and that the episode's coming out in a few weeks. And he had mentioned that he is putting together something that we're going to be offering a little freebie with that episode. And he wanted to also offer it to his community, which I think was awesome. So he's such a giving person. So I think that it was just super cool. And then our review, uh, one of the uh, iTunes reviews we recently mentioned here on the podcast, you know, whenever you guys are interviewing, uh, when y'all are reviewing us in iTunes, we want to acknowledge that and do a little shout out to you. So we did a little shout out recently, but we didn't know who it was from because it was an iTunes username. And, you know, sometimes these usernames, it's not their name. So I want to acknowledge that that came from Sandy Menzel and we just adore her. She actually was in my mastermind group, my video like a rockstar program in my pilot group. And she's awesome. And she let us know that she did that review. So now we know we can attach that review to her. And she was kind enough to make a little video like showing people how to rate and review our podcast in iTunes. What You saw that. It was really cool. Absolutely. It was amazing. I mean, what a thing to do. It's very educational to her community. At the same time, it definitely got our attention. I, I will tell you that. So um, we really want to thank her for that. But my point is, is that the way we felt about that, that's the way other people feel when you reach out to them and connect with them. They feel valued and like what they're doing with you is really important. And so I do think that that's a great way to give those kudos to your community so that they feel like they're a part of it in a much more deeper way than they would be otherwise. So certainly, I just wanted to bring out those examples of stuff that just happened to us. But you know, how do you define your community members? That's how you want them to be is people that are invested in you and engaging with you. So yeah, I just wanted to give those two examples. It's very good. Thanks. Well, I tell you what, I'm a big fan of podcasts, as you know, I listen to lots of them. And one of the things that's becoming a trend, I hear Lewis Howes always asking for this and Jenna Kutcher is they'll say at the end of the episode, take a screenshot on your phone. Tyler McCall does this too. Take a screenshot on your phone and put it in your Instagram story and tag me. And many times they will turn around and post it in their Instagram story. Amy Porterfield took one of mine. I did that and she took one of mine and it was in her story. Talking about fangirl moment. My gosh, that was amazing. Lewis House has done it. Jenna Kutcher, like they do this for their community. So don't be afraid that these people are a big deal and they're not going to acknowledge you because many times they will acknowledge you by taking that and putting it into their own story. That's why they're doing this to showcase their community. And so, Kami, I'm trying to do the same back. Whenever someone does an Instagram story acknowledging me, I like to go and share it right back out so they see that I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I think that's a that's a great way to do it too. Also, another thing that we've talked about as far as um, you know, figuring out what people's pain points are is ask me anything sessions. So, ask me anything has sort of came, became popular over the years through different, you know, Reddit started with Reddit. Reddit, yeah, it totally started with AMAs. Reddit. AMAs. So, AMAs, the Reddit AMAs. And so I would say that, you know, that's a a great thing to do on other platforms as well is like, you know, just open up the floor to people to have a conversation either with a post or a live stream or can you think of other ways you can do an ask me anything? Yeah. So 
I'm a huge fan of Rich Roll. And for any of you guys that don't know who Rich Roll is, Google him. He is like this well-known long-distance runner, triathlete who is a vegan. And he has an awesome podcast called The Rich Roll. I think it's just The Rich Roll Podcast. And if you, like me, do audiobooks and you have Gary Vaynerchuk's latest, his Crushed It, which was a follow-up to Crush It, he actually had two people also talking very heavily involved with this talking. And it was uh, Amy Landino, Amy Schmidt-Tower. She's now Amy Landino. So whenever there was an example of a woman in this book, they use her to say talk about it. And when it was a man, it was Rich Roll. And that's how I first got turned on to him. And I love his voice. I'm like, who is this guy? And so I did a lot of research, discovered him, love him. So long story short, what he does, Cammie, and he just did this the other day. So that's why I'm bringing this up. He will get on Instagram Live. He does this about once every week or two when he has a few minutes. He's a very busy guy, always traveling, always doing stuff. He will just put his phone on a tripod, turn on Instagram Live and say, hey guys, I've got a few minutes. I just want to come on here. What questions do you have for me? And it's basically an ask me anything. And I'm seeing more and more people do this. Bigger names, like I've seen Pat Flynn do this plenty of times. I want to do this, but I'm like, does anybody want to like ask me anything? I, I feel like it'll be cricket. So I got to kind of get myself over that because, you know, when, it, when it's big deal people, they come on, you're on there with them and you just see like hundreds of people, maybe even thousands of people coming on. So you just see the questions flying by a hundred miles an hour. But it's like for the rest of us, it's like maybe we'll get one or two questions. But anyway, I think utilizing these platforms we have, using Facebook Live to do this, using Instagram Live is smart. So I think that's something maybe that is something we should kind of do a little challenge and maybe all of us should take part and do an Instagram Live. Ask me anything Instagram Live challenge. And ask me anything. Yes, exactly. No matter what it is you do and where you're at in your industry, I think maybe we should all do it so we can get over any issues. Because I mean, even with the level of success I have, I mean, I wonder if anybody's going to jump on with me and ask me a question. And you never know. I mean, you can promote it ahead of time, though. That is sure. another thing you can do. And you can be a little bit more specific about timing. I mean, sometimes we also have issues with that. For instance, we come on every week on Thursdays and we try to make it at 11 central time. But yeah, we aren't perfect on the timing sometimes. Well, it so. used to be 930 central and then it became 10 <laughs> o'clock central. Now it's 11. <laughs> but you can always sliding. watch the replay. It's sliding. <laughs> yeah. That's Where I mean, but you know, people aren't perfect. So that's why I'm telling you that is because it sounds like how can I do all these things? Well, I think you just continue to do things and get out there and put yourself out there and see what happens. If your motivation is to help people, then you're going to be fine. Because people sense if you're being genuine or not. Sure. Um, and so I mean, my genuine thing is I want to help people. I want to be there for people. I want to help them to do whatever they are and lift them up just like we lift each other up. And so that's one of the great benefits of building an online community. In addition to having this great group of people that are willing to buy stuff from you, which is awesome. The other part is having this great group of people that are willing to support each other and growing. And that's really what I'm all about. And I know that that's what Madeline's all about too. And that's what this podcast is all about is really that. So the final one that we had talked about was really this idea of asking for testimonials or reviews. So one of the things we did talk about, we did have a review issue episode as well, how to get reviews somewhere. I know we've talked about this a lot. 
asking for testimonials and reviews, it's really important to ask for those when you have customers that are happy. So in those moments when they're super happy, that's the time to ask them, hey, do you mind doing a review? And I know that Madeline and I have talked about that a lot on this podcast. You do that a lot, Madeline, when you're just out. All the time, because I'm a huge fan of testimonials. Testimonials will help sell your services. Many of us have issues with promoting ourselves and we're, you know, so many times people say, yeah, but I'm not really comfortable with that. I don't want to make it out like I'm trying to be salesy. Well, if that's how you feel, testimonials will speak volumes on your behalf because these are your customers saying great things about you. So I tell you what, Kimmy, every time I get a tweet where somebody says something really nice about my services, my Twitter chats, whatever it is that I'm doing, I ask them, can I use this as a testimonial? I've never had a no, ever. I've been doing digital marketing for 22 years. I've never had anyone say no to a testimonial. It's just that we have to be the one asking for it. People don't write up something nice and say, oh, by the way, you can quote me on that. Go ahead and use it as a testimonial. That's not going to happen. So when I get nice emails and people say something nice, a nice Facebook comment, sometimes it's a comment to my post, but I'm always keeping my eyes peeled for those really nice things that are genuine that people say that I think, hey, could I use this as a testimonial because this helps promote what it is I do. Yeah. And I actually have a moment in Twitter. And if you don't know what moments are, you can go back and listen. We actually have a whole episode about testimonials, episode 48, how to ask for testimonials from your community. Please go back and listen to that if you haven't. But in that, we talk about this too. But one of the things I've been doing lately after our talk is really being mindful about adding any praise or kudos that people throw my way on Twitter into a moment. And it's called what other people are saying. And I've got and a picture so of me smart. there kind of yeah. like, you know, out and about. It's pretty much me in the I field doing it. something. But, you know, what are other people saying? Because I think that speaks a lot more to who you are than like what you say about yourself personally. Absolutely. So, I think it's really yeah. smart. And the beauty of Twitter moments, I'm a huge fan of Twitter moments. I'm actually putting an online course together because everybody keeps telling me they want to learn more about how this works. And the beauty of a Twitter moment is that you can keep adding to it. So you could put it together. It's just basically curating tweets together. So it's in one place. So you've curated a group of tweets of every time someone says something nice, you put it in there and you publish it. It's live. People can see it. You can keep tweeting it out, but you can keep adding to it. And I love that about moments is that it becomes a living, breathing thing. It's not just this one-time thing. Right. And I'll put a link to my that moment in the show notes so you guys can take a look at how I've set mine up. And you're more than welcome to beg, borrow and steal from that idea. So (laughs) there it is. Awesome. So what do we have left to talk about, Cami? Well, we are kind of bringing it in here. So once you have a better idea of your ideal community member, you can start to test promo copy, email, visuals, video, all of that comes, all of that technical, tactical stuff comes after you understand what is motivating them because then you can speak directly to the customer. Then you can pick images that look like them, that make them see themselves in what you're talking about. So that's why all this other work we've talked about is so important that you do that first so that you can then know what your ideal community needs from you and you can reflect it back to them because that's so important in building your ideal community is knowing who they are and then reflecting that back to them so they see themselves and they can identify with who they are 
in your copy, in your visuals, in your promo, uh, your text, everything. What do you think? Yeah, for sure. I mean, this episode is a do it episode. We want you to take action. We want you to really look at this. And like Kimi said earlier, at the beginning of this episode is to get a piece of paper out, write down your own help statement. That's what the call to action is for this episode. Create your help statement. If you have not already done so, do it now and share with us in the Facebook group. We've already started the conversation. So come on over there. We'll have that linked in the show notes. Come on over and share with us because Kimmy and I want to see what you've put together. And you can also do it on Twitter as well. We do have a hashtag on Twitter, CTC Podcast. That is our official Communities That Convert podcast hashtag. Yes, that is it. So do feel free to tweet over there. Yeah, and we'd love to see that. And so I do want to hear your help statement. I help which audience do to achieve which results. And we started with ours at the beginning of this episode so that you have some to look at to kind of figure out how yours might go. And I'd like to hear yours. So please come over. Please connect with us in all the different ways, Twitter, through the Facebook group, the Facebook page. Again, on Thursdays, you can watch for us going live on the Facebook, the public Facebook page, as well as the private community. So please just uh, connect with us. We want to engage with you. That is what we're up to. Yep. And we'll be back next week with another great episode. So we'll see you then. Take care. Bye. Bye. Hey, this is Madeline. And I want to let you know, you can connect with us on our website at communitiesthatconvert.com. You can get all the information in the show notes for this episode. And we also encourage you to visit us on our Twitter profiles. You can reach out to me at Madeline Sklar. That's spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R. And also to Cami. Her Twitter handle is at CamiChat. And that's spelled K-A-M-I-C-H-A-T. We look forward to hearing from you. listening to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza, where you learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. Stay in touch with Madeline and Cami through their website at communitiesthatconvert.com. Communities That Convert.